What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is Reggie Days Radio. This is going to be our first 1v1 uh, interview. Today, I am sitting with the man, the myth, the soon-to-be legend himself. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the people? Hello, my name is Brandon Crumley. It's good to be here. Now, um, Brandon, I came across your project uh, randomly. I was scrolling through Twitter, and this was around the time where a lot of activists were a lot of activists were posting, a lot of people were doing a lot of really dope things and reaching across, especially creatives. Um, a lot of people like Kerry Washington were reaching out and offering their talents to work with uh, up and coming artists such as yourself. And you decided to tag the video of your project below. Now I was yeah. blown away. Um, so oh, I'm going to insert. Uh, sorry about that. I wasn't able to hear you. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Of course. No, it was amazing. And um, just so everybody can see what we're talking about, I'm going to insert a small clip right here. So go ahead and introduce the clip to the people. Uh, the name of your project? Uh, name of the project is called uh, Star Child. All right. So here we go. Star Child. Let's go, Lula. So first, let's uh, let's go from the beginning. Now, the concept of Star Child, where did where did that hit you? Where did that come from? Is this your first yeah. project? Or? No, it's, it's actually um, it's it's our it's our first project. Um, but it was something that uh, over the past 10 years uh, we had all been working towards. Um, the interesting thing is um, when I started the project, it became as something that uh, I wanted to implement within my music. Uh, because I noticed that um, when people would talk about my music, they would talk about how things look like scenes. And so uh, I was also a creative writing student in college and in high school. So what I did was I started embedding stories within my music. Um, I recently had a project uh, uh, that I called Earth and Sky that's on Spotify. It has over a million streams. And oh, wow. uh, I wanted to tailor that to people who were struggling with depression and anxiety because uh, I noticed that when I put story ideas within my works, people would always reach out to me and want to follow the stories. And that's really how Star Child came to be. So exactly like when you say put story ideas into your works, how did you, I guess, come up with that combination? Like, what do you do? Is this vocals going along and telling a story over the instrumentals or is this more so something else? Well, at the time, uh, well, at least with Earth and Sky, that was more so an instrumental project. Um, okay. that, uh, I kind of got the idea from, uh, there's a composer named uh, David Benoit, where mm -hmm. um, he has a, a project called uh, Orchestral Stories, where his wife and him, they wrote a selection of just original stories, and then they had different tracks, different instrumentals to go along with it. So what he did was each track represents a different chapter in the story. Um, and I kind of wanted to kind of take that idea and kind of make it my own, you know? That's dope. That's dope. Now, one thing that I noticed about Star Child is, first of all, it, <laughs> the animation, just the, the animation style and everything is 
completely and totally unique. I've never seen okay. anything quite look exactly like that before. So that's the first thing. Um, in 2020 right now, everything is, we're, we're kind of in the land of remakes. Everybody kind yeah. of does things, revamps things. So it's interesting to see something I've never seen before. Now, visually, where did that concept come? Um, so the, uh, the animators that works on our, on our trailer, which eventually is going to be our series is, uh, yeah. powerhouse animation. And they, uh, created a, uh, a show on, they have several shows on Netflix, but the one that's the most popular is a show called Castlevania. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and we actually, uh, reached out to them when we were trying to get, uh, the story just you know just coming up with story ideas and whatnot and uh they reached out to us back and they were like hey we'd love to do the trailer for it and so that just morphed into like you know just having an ongoing relationship with them which has really really spawned some really wonderful things and uh we can't wait until we get to do this completely with powerhouse animation so we're really excited about that First, that that is that's a a slight drop to make. The, the same <laughs> animators as Castlevania is not like a small <laughs> name drop. That's crazy. Um, so that would definitely explain where that level of artistry comes from because I re, like I still remember my first time seeing it and I I completely stopped. I was like, yo, this is different. <laughs> and it reminds me of my first time coming across um, when I first saw the Boondocks, right? Not yeah. when I first read the comic, because we all grew up like reading the comic strip and everything. Mm -hmm. but when I first actually saw them animated, there was a yeah. feeling that I got where I was like, I need this. Yeah. Like there's a feeling you get where when you see something that you know you won't get anywhere else, and you mm -hmm. immediately are like, this, I don't know what it is supposed to be, but this is it. Oh man, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I got to give credit where credit is due now. Um, one thing that, one thing that did uh, hit me, especially with today's climate, because, mm -hmm. you know, what sparked this conversation was uh, things like the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor mm -hmm. and all these things that are going on. I understand that as a creative, there's there's two lanes when it comes to being a, a, a person of color in a creative space. There is the utopian lane where you kind of straddle that fence of creating a world where it's telling a multitude of stories with people who so happen to be of a certain color. Mm -hmm. And then there's another world where you're telling those stories and a lot of it revolves around, or sometimes it loops into whether it's current events or things that identify with being that color. Yeah. Now, the thing that comes to mind, uh, to my mind first, I'm a big fan of Eddie Murphy, right? And I remember when yeah. I first watched Boomerang, I don't know if you're familiar, Boomerang was, yeah. yeah, Boomerang was a utopian movie. It was the concept of it was a movie where you got to see a rom-com, but with black people. But the point mm -hmm. wasn't that they were black. Everyone was an executive. Everyone had a high-paying job. Every like you, you looked at this advertising company, and every board member was black. Every cast member was black. But the the point of the movie wasn't it was a black movie. The point of mm -hmm. the movie was we can be this as well. Yeah. Now, when it comes to Star Child, which part of that line are you straddling? Is it more so the utopian side where it's more so they happen to be this color, but the stories are just the stories? Or are you going to be kind of dipping into reality a little bit to kind of pull certain themes? Well, um, I think it's important to know that like, 
when when I'm drawing inspiration, I'm drawing inspiration from the world around me. Um, so when I'm writing, I'm thinking about um, the times that I'm in. I'm thinking about what's going on. I'm thinking about all these other things because they actually help me when it comes to creating a story. Um, I would say if I had to make a guess, I, I would say it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, but one thing that I want to focus on is, um, is story and character. Because I do think things like representation are important. But I think as well, things like story, character, um, and plot really drive the story. Because if we just make a story that just says, here are a bunch of black people, you should like them because they're black, we miss out on things like character development. We miss out on story, writing, and plot. Do. You know? And uh, I want to focus more so on story and plot and then just having you know like this story just just having good looking black kids like be you know like a part of that story you know what i mean like you know like Definitely. it's not it's not um it's not uh, a thing where it's like be because we have so little representation where anything that Especially we put our hands one. on right you know anything we do is automatically going to be seen as something great you know, like, but what I really want to do is I really want to drive home things like plot, story, character development, and then show that, like, this Black man or this Black woman can be these things, you know what I mean? Like, and not because I'm trying to create characters that are trying to impress people, but there's really a story here to tell, you know, I think that's very important. That's, that's definitely amazing. And one thing I will say, there is a, there's a certain iconic look, right? When, um, yeah. If you think about the major cartoons of our time or, or animated, just animated life, like think about the look of Pikachu, the look of yeah. Ash Ketchum, the look of Naruto, the look yeah. of, of uh, Aang, the Avatar. When you see certain characters, you can see it and you can automatically tell there's, the look is there, the intention is there, this is something that can have mass appeal globally. And what I like yeah. is the fact that you were able to keep the the representation there but when you see the main character star child which what what is the main character's name his name is aaron aaron akari aaron. and when you see aaron you literally can see you can see the merch you mm. can see the dolls you can see the action figures you can see the you immediately recognize that's iconic oh that's wonderful thank you <laughs> and as somebody who like or uh, one of the things i always you know think of whenever i'm creating or whenever i do things i always think of okay how is it that in the future what am i going to do yeah. with this? Like, do i have yeah. the possibility of merch do i have the possibility of you know branding this and kind of making it move making it go places mm -hmm. things of that nature and that was the first thing i, I noticed that merch is going to go crazy well that's that's an amazing thing that's an amazing compliment thank you because um aaron's appearance uh, his appearance was modeled after me um because I, I, when we <laughs> when we uh when we started creating uh gabe and i gabe kunda um he was asking me he was like you know well like what should we have aaron look like and i didn't say anything to him he was like dude he says you have some drawings me. Because <laughs> like, I um, periodically I would um, uh, I would get art commissions from people or whatnot, and they would just draw me in various forms because I would use that um, within my music. Um, but uh, Powerhouse, when they got ready to uh, to start the animation process, when when we started doing character uh, designs, they were like, "Well, what what should he look like?" And uh, Gabe goes, "Well, Brandon has some really cool drawings that people have done of him." 
and maybe we can mix that with maybe this person and that person. Let's see how it, how it works together. So when we started, they gave us about, I think like maybe between 10 and 14 different types of drawings of what Aaron could look like. Okay. So Gabe and I, you know, we're, we're on FaceTime. We're just looking at different, you know, like different interpretations. And immediately he looks at the one that looks the most like me. And he was like, that's him. And I didn't want to say anything because I was like, you know, well, if I say anything, is it going to be cocky? Is it going to be arrogant? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like, I'm like, well, well, how about these other designs? He's like, no, 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 no. That's Aaron right there. So I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> you know, so it, um, it worked out really, really well. Um, and then after that process, then they um they they did a, a another redesign and then kind of um just started animating on top of that but like in black and white to show us what he would look like in action okay. and i think i think for me that was the moment that i was like man this is really happening like this is this isn't a game anymore you know um so it's it was it was it was i cried in my bathroom like i was like dude this is insane you know what i'm no, saying I so yeah. I get it. I mean, as a person who's a musician myself, um, I yeah. understand what it feels like to to see sounds. Like yeah. I get it. I get what it's like to create something and you know what you're trying to display. You know what you want those who are listening to it to feel, to hear, to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so for it to go from something that just existed in your mind to come to fruition and literally watch this thing come to life. It's like you gave birth to a kid. Like, yeah. It's like literally you really did this yeah, yeah. It, it really feels like that um it's I, i'm still in the process where like i'm still kind of like like fanning out like i'm still like is this like actually happening you know what i mean because the process of how this all came to be was it was so seamless like none of this process was difficult at all like um we well, that, uh, that's part of having a team though when you have yeah, a definitely. certain amount of people who are, and it's not like you have slouches, you're dealing with some of the, the most talented people that yeah. you could have possibly dealt with right now. Yeah, seriously. Like a, you, your, your situation is what I call a perfect storm. It feels like it. Because <laughs> I remember seeing the post. I remember seeing it when it first went up because mm -hmm. I happened to be under the post when it was like maybe, you know, three or four retweets and things of that nature. And I watched and I was like, wow, this is great. And I remember mm. coming back later because I was sending it to friends of mine and it was like thousands on thousands on thousands. Damn. And I was like, oh, whoa. And immediately in my mind, I thought, if he's prepared, this is his window. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember thinking like, yeah, those are the moments that people always tell you about. They're like, you know, yeah. my big break was at such and such. And it's not as if that door opening was everything to them. It was the fact that yeah. they were already prepared. They've been working for a certain period of time. They've been putting all of that precursor effort in. And then when mm -hmm. the door opened, they they were they just happened to be able to capitalize on that moment. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's it's a really interesting thing because um I was talking to a friend of mine about, you know, just the process and just how seamless everything was going. And I yeah. was like, man, it's crazy how fast all of this is happening. And I was like, it feels like we've only been doing it for just a small amount of time. And he goes, no, you haven't. And I said, what? He says, you've been preparing for this moment for exactly. years. You just didn't realize exactly. what you were preparing for. 
And think about all the other non-related projects that fall into this, whether it's oh, yeah. certain things that you've done in your music that now get to go into the score, certain other things yeah. that you've like witnessed and things of that nature. Like, you know, those nights where you you made a mistake and accidentally deleted a file and had to start from scratch. Right. And all yeah. these different, like the things that creatives know, we know, mm-hmm. like, because we've been there those things lead up to where you are now. And now you're at the point where you're able to execute. Like I see oh, you got absolutely. the hat on, you're, you're like Chance the Rapper with the three hat. Man, <laughs> that, that's my thing, man. That, that's, that's my hero cape, you know? <laughs> I see it, I see it. Now this yeah. is gonna be something crazy. Now, I know there's a lot that you can't talk about. So this mm-hmm. is where I'm gonna open the floor to what can you say about what we're supposed to be on the lookout for, what we're supposed to be, what, what can you talk about? Um, the story, um, well, what, what I can tell you is that, um, the story is about, uh, the journey of a young 22 year old man trying to reconcile with his past. Um, at the beginning of the story, he's running away from something. Um, and towards the end of the season, you'll find out what he's been running from as, as well as what he's running toward as a result of what he finds out at the, you know, at the end of the first season. Um, and what I can also tell you is that these characters are not going to be the same by the end of the series as they are at the beginning. Their ideologies are going to change, like their mental capacities are going to change. They're going to grow. They're going to develop. They're going to change their appearances over time. Um, and so what we wanted to do when creating this story is we wanted to take something, um, and just sort of use uh, familiar anime tropes to tell a much deeper story. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it's it's not really a uh, a mech anime, but more so like you know we're using uh, mechs to tell a much deeper story. So it's it's more so okay. as though this is just embedded within the culture of this world that we've created. You know what I mean? Like so, like mechs are very common because this isn't this isn't Earth. You know what I mean? Like the like the sun is blue on this on this planet. The planet is like pinkish red. It's much larger than Earth. You know what I mean? Like there are different customs, um, different different societal norms, different things that people do within this world. Um, and it's something I'm really really excited to show everyone about. And particularly that's why the music is going to be so important. Um, if you if you uh, ever saw uh, Into the Spider Verse, um, oh, of course. And just how iconic like the music was, but it was great because the music was sort of showing you um, or rather giving you a glimpse of who Miles was as a person, you know what I mean? Like, and so in this story is sort of a similar thing where music is kind of, kind of like be its own kind of side character within this story. You know what I mean? Like, so, cause I mean, you have, you have your cowboy bebops, you know what I mean? Like you have your samurai shampoos and your space dandies and you know, these other forms of anime, but we want to make this, this music very, very, very particular and also show you that like, that's why, that's why the trailer music is so important because we wanted to show you that there's a black man behind the wheel of this mech, you know what I mean? Like, so with the beats, so we kind of want to take natural elements, natural sounding instruments, drums, bass, guitar, piano, and we kind of want to fuse them with like digital instrumentation, you know what I mean? To show like futurism and all this other stuff. So it's, I'm really, really excited to show you, but you know, show you the story. That that sounds like a major undertaking, especially especially the concept of fusing those uh, those sounds conceptually is something that's going to be it's going to be a little difficult to capture. But I know you're going to you're going to come across something new, something oh, that yeah. we haven't come across, especially 
I, I understand you named, you know, Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Shampoo and things like that. I don't, we've never had anything quite even attempt this. If, if I'm be frank, I can't even think of anybody who's taking a chance to even try something like this. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great because the, um, the thing that, uh, the thing that, um, sort of, uh, united Gabe and us was that even though Gabe is a voice actor, I didn't know him as a voice actor. Gabe and I connected because we're both musicians. Gabe is a piano player and he's a singer. You know what I mean? Like, so we both understand music very well. You know what I mean? Like, so in understanding that music, we kind of want to take, um, we kind of want to take uh, the music and animation, not just seriously, but just take it to the next level. I feel like we have a really, really good opportunity to make fans of people who probably aren't even fans of anime, you know, like be a fan of it. You know I what I mean? Like, cause it's, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I don't, my hope isn't, isn't that we just reach anime fans, but we bring people who don't necessarily watch anime, have no interest in the style of anime and bring them together and be like, hey, th there's, there's something with this, you know what I mean? Like there's something with this project. I think, I think it's gonna work, especially the fact that you're telling, you're telling a deeply entrenched story with just the yeah. anime aesthetic. So the yeah. thing is, even the people who may not be anime fans per se, especially with, you know, the large support of the Black community right now, supporting Black yeah. creators, support, supporting Black businesses, you're going to get a lot of people who they may not have been able to give it a chance in the past, who would yeah. definitely give it a chance now just to see what happens, just to try to take in the feel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, so it's just, I'm just, I'm really, really excited to show everybody, you know, like just how we're going to do it and how everything is going to come together because, I think it's the fact that nobody's ever done anything like this is why it's going to be, you know, like very successful. Um, and not just that, but I mean, really, the story itself is really about restoration. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, you know, we all yearn for restoration. We all yearn for catharsis. Um, so, you know, I, I really want to tell a very human story in an anime world. You know what I mean? You know, so, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to show you guys. It's going to be amazing. Now, musically, um, we definitely got to hit this before we go. What, who would you say are your influences going into this? Uh, biggest one for me uh, is Yoko Kano. Um, okay. Yoko Kano, if you, know, if you don't know, she is the, uh, the, the head behind uh, things like Cowboy Bebop and, um, you know, like Samurai Shampoo and um, like Appleseed and uh, Wolf's Rain. And, but what I like about her style of music is that she's very, very versatile. Like, I don't know anybody as versatile in the composer world as she is. Like, if you listen to the soundtrack from Appleseed or Ghost in the Shell um, Standalone Complex, it sounds nothing like Cowboy Bebop. You know, when you listen to Space Dandy, it sounds nothing like Wolf's Reign. Like, and she's done video games and commercials and, you know what I mean? Like television shows all with animation as well. You know what I mean? So she's probably the first person that um, I would probably say, like, I look up to or that I'm bringing in terms of, um, like, like, like style into it. Um, another person uh, is um, Nujabes. Um, who uh, made all the, you know, like the beats and stuff behind things like, uh, like Samurai Shampoo, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's probably my favorite uh, music producer. Um, 
there's another, uh, who else is, Joe Hisaishi. Uh, we know him as like the Studio Ghibli, you know, like Spearhead, you know what I mean? Like another one is uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto. Um, and also uh, for me, another big one is like Terrence Blanchard, you know, like he, I, I love his music. Like I love his music. He works a lot with like Spike Lee. You hear his music on like uh, The Inside Man or like When the Levees Broke and things like that, you know what I mean? He's oh, okay. Powerful musician. Also, kind of want to bring in musicians like a Questlove, like a Robert Glasper. If I don't know if you've seen, um, well, of course, uh, the the photograph. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. The music in that is it's minimalist and it's amazing. Like he's an amazing composer. And what I what I you know just to just add to it, but I'm really really liking this wave of like um, like. Uh, black musicians or like black producers who are transitioning into being uh, film composers. So you yeah. have like a Pharrell who's like doing Despicable Me and stuff like that. And then you have, um, you know, then you have uh, uh, Flying Lotus who does his stuff, but then he d he's doing like, um, he's doing a, a Netflix movie called Yasuke about the first black samurai. Then you have the RZA who, you know, went from hip hop to doing things like Afro Samurai and Kill Bill and stuff like that. And I love to throw my hat in the ring and be a part of their crew. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Black uh, black composition is definitely. I I remember, especially uh, mentioning RZA. Um, I remember when him and Kanye West on the um, I think it was a uh, Man in the Iron Suit. There was there was a movie. Man, was Man in the Iron Fist. Yeah. Man in the Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I remember the song like White Dress was uh, Kanye's single at the time or whatever. And that's how I found mm -hmm. out about him. Uh, composing for that movie as well and and a lot of different black compositions that were coming out around the same time it's 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 a trend that's really amazing honestly and, yeah and it's it's changing the texture of movies now because when you look at the way that a lot of movies I feel like a lot of movies kind of share composers a lot mm -hmm. of movies have a, a lot of like I feel like in the industry, just like in every industry, there's a lot of base things that people expect. And one of yeah. the things about people taking that time out to give new composers a chance and especially giving those black creators a chance to really spread their wings is changing the texture of movies so that there's new feels that will come across that we've never felt before. Things like how Into the Spider-Verse sounded the way that it sounded. Yeah. Because it wasn't treated as your regular animated movie. Mm -hmm. It was treated as if it was something brand new or like the photograph. You know, say what you say what you will about the movie itself. That soundtrack was oh, amazing. amazing. Amazing soundtrack. Um, I'd even bring up uh, things like uh, Black Panther as well, where... Oh, yeah. I noticed in um, in the score because you know like there's a difference between the soundtrack and the score. And the score yeah, a lot of people don't know. That. A lot of people don't know that. But um, what's interesting is they started in whoever I don't I can't remember who was like producing a lot of beats for it. But I noticed that they were taking the score and taking beats and kind of fusing them together in certain scenes. Exactly. You know what I mean? So they would and take, that's something... Instead of playing a song from the soundtrack, they would right. take like a snippet of the instrumental of that song yeah. and layer it into the score, but make I love it that. feel like yeah. it's, it's really in that piece. Exactly. Like, And that's something that I want to do within Star Child is like do... Because it's... 
like it, it's a it's a it's a rare opportunity to be able to do that you know like because now you're drawing a, a much bigger pool like now you're drawing a much wider audience now because people aren't used to hearing that you know what i mean uh -huh. but once you make it palatable like now you're drawing in a bunch of different audiences with that you know what i mean so you know which is what i think uh is partially what garnered uh, the 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 uh, success of the movie so well you know what i mean so so at this point um you know, I'm just going to go ahead and close it out, man. Uh, you have anything you want to let the people know? Anything, uh, any pages you want them to follow? Any campaigns you need uh, anybody to kind of lend attention to, lend some eyes to? Oh, just, uh, you know, just just be on the lookout for Star Child. Um, we will be revealing a lot of stuff really, really soon, um, as well as um, some other things. Um, I'm currently doing music commissions for a lot of people right now so I'm kind of backed up um I bet. <laughs> but any any and every any and everything you want to do just you know just check me out on twitter instagram uh at twitter's on is uh eyes on brandon but uh, everything else is i love brandon and that's eyes spelled like your actual eyes so e-y-e-l-o-v-e-b-r-a-n-d-o-n so yeah all right well uh little known story uh the last name days actually comes from a graphic design company and it's uh, oh nice i say and it's an anagram for that uh so but that was funny when i caught that connection nice um, that's dope. i'm gonna go ahead and list all of the social media pages all of the different pages is there a star child official page yet not yet but there will be very soon all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and tag everything under the post. Um, so uh, you're gonna get like a million tags from that one post, but it'll be fine. It'll all be in, uh, in the love of advertising. And, That's cool, uh, I'm excited. No, I'm definitely a fan. Let me know when the merch drops. I want a hoodie. I need, I need <laughs> a hoodie. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a hoodie guy myself, so. Yeah, I'm trying to purchase one as soon as that, uh, that merch drops, man. And also, actually, um, are you going to be doing any like uh, social media searches for talent or anything like that? Like on your we page? We will be uh, soon. Um, that's okay. all I can say is we will be uh, having an open casting call soon. So pretty much keep an eye, all eyes on Brent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like the Twitter name. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been 1v1, man. I go by the name of Reggie Days. Thank you so much, Brandon, for uh, giving us a, some, some, a few minutes of your busy, busy schedule. And uh, everybody Thank go you. ahead and check out Star Child. Keep it locked. All right. Later days.